102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Van Halen. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. I still can't help but think of the uh, Crystal Pepsi commercial when I hear that song. I think that's the hmm. song they used to advertise that fantastic beverage back oh. in the day for about, I don't know, a month? Ten days, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, hey, listen, uh, today, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield is going to be in here. Going to talk all about the pancake breakfast. Which is on Saturday, and of course the Rock One Hundred Two will be down there with a, handing out juice or beverages or what have you. So that's uh, that's coming up later on this morning, and I believe don't hold me to this. We'll have Springfield Thunderbird hockey tickets to give away. Yes, they are now confirmed with their first round opponent in the second round of the playoffs since they got a bye in round one against the Wilkesbury slash Scranton Penguins. At uh, series begins. Tomorrow night at the Mass Mutual Center. So hopefully have some tickets for you a little bit later on. It's 535. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. Hit the sun. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 554. And the Kinks with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, highs in the 60s today, low 70s tomorrow, then 80s from Thursday through the weekend. We still have the uh, elevated concern for fire hazard because of the dry conditions hollywood trash is brought to you by aqua pump an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house somehow you still care about what's happening in hollywood so from tinseltown three thousand miles away it's steve nagel's hollywood trash once again it's dave filling in for steve who's out again today and should be back tomorrow so those of you who watch Jack Ryan, starring John Krasinski mm-hmm. in the Tom Clancy thriller, you sad to know that Deadline reporting that that series will be ending after its fourth season. Oh, geez. Just before I even started watching it. Uh, me neither. I, I watched episode one. It was okay. John Krasinski's all buff in this one. I think the ladies like watching him because he's a sensitive guy, but he's all ripped in this series as well. Sensitive guys aren't ripped. Well, he, Sensitive guys just sit on the couch and cry. Well, hey, he's doing more than that. He's an action hero in this movie, Bax. I, I, maybe I'm just thinking of myself. Maybe <laughs> I'm the one who sits on the couch and cries. You're confusing, yes, sir. Uh, the outlet deadline reporting a spinoff, though, may be in the works. Featuring Michael Pena as Ding Chavez, one of the characters. It already sounds great. Andy Garcia is the new father of the bride. The trailer for the remake released yesterday, and according to Entertainment Tonight, Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan, come on, will play the parents in Father of the Bride. Actually, has she ever acted? I, I can't a, think of anything she's ever done on an acting level. It's a good question. Uh, the original film debuted nearly 30 years ago, starring Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. Now, the biggest question is who's going to play Frank? Good point. Martin Short's character? Right. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that a remake, too? You know, of like a 1950s movie or something, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Hmm, maybe they just stole the title Can of you it, imagine so. you and I aren't old enough to remember something like that? <laughs> well. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's beyond our generational understanding? Well, actually, we're too young, I think, to remember something from that's the 1950s. That's what I'm saying. We're not, we're not old enough. Yes. Perfect. Man, I would love to forget more stuff like this. It's a good sign for it. We never knew it, I don't think. That's even better. Yeah. Well, you things you learn. Yeah. David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young saying 
He's not going to tour anymore. I know that's a big shock to a lot of people. Maybe because his friends don't want to tour with him anymore. He's turning 81 in August. And he says the reason why he won't be touring anymore, he lacks the stamina. At 80? Gee, yeah. he seems to be such in peak physical condition. <laughs> He's always been one of the <laughs> tighter and fitter members of that band. You know, um, if you ever see uh, interviews like Graham Nash talking mm -hmm. about David Crosby, you know, yep. Graham Nash is actually a very nice man, mm -hmm. very pleasant guy. Yep. But when you mention David Crosby's name, you see this look of absolute evil in his eyes. Yep. Like he's got nothing good to say about that guy. Well, and I have a great story about Stephen Stills, who may be worse than David Crosby. Come on. Yeah, years ago at the New York State Fair, he was appearing, and then our radio station was sponsoring the event where he was going to stop by our tent at the New York State Fair and sign autographs for fans. Right. He was about an hour late. People were lined up. And when he got there, weaving his way while driving his own golf cart, yeah. clearly drunk, he sat down at the table. One woman had been there for two hours waiting for him with an album of his and a single rose that she gave to him. He proceeded to pluck every petal off the rose and chucked it back at her. Huh. Well, there's a chance he might be a jerk. Steven Stills. Imagine that. Competing with David Crosby for the worst member of that band. Neil Young? Mm. I think you're right. Graham Nash may be the best member of that band. Yeah, he's, you know, he's the most reasonable guy, but mm -hmm. he can't... He will He can handle Steven Stills. He can handle Neil Young without a problem. It's David Crosby. Dude can't stand him. So Crosby not going to make music anymore, at least not on, on tour. Brian Adams, on the other hand telling BBC Radio 2 that he's feeling more inspired now than ever. That sounds like a threat. He's going to continue making music, and he's going to continue to tour. Oh, Jesus, Brian. Speaking of touring, the Scorpions and Whitesnake rolling out an extensive late summer and fall run together. Freaking fantastic. I know. You, you go way back with Klaus Meine of the Scorps, right? I do. <laughs> I do. And Pete Townsend of The Who has a new two-hour audible original mini-biography. And that's coming out. The title is Somebody Saved Me. If it's two hours, mm -hmm. it's not a mini-biography. That's two hours of your time. Yeah, you ain't getting that back. Yeah, I mean, uh, what would be a full-length biography for Pete Townsend? Nine hours? Mm -hmm. Ten hours? Probably doesn't have the stamina to film something that long. Probably not. Two, two hours was all he had in him. So that's what you got. If you're a fan of The Who, you can look forward to his mini biography on Audible Original titled Somebody Saved Me. And we're going to talk to a big rock star later this week, right? Uh, yes. Jeff Skunk Baxter, who, uh, believe it or not, after all these years, even you know being in the Hall of Fame with uh, the Doobie Brothers, mm -hmm. played with uh, Steely Dan and yep. nearly everybody else. Sure. Finally releasing his first solo record. And Shania Twain, right? He was involved with Shania Twain, too, right? He also played on the song 9 to 5 by Hall of Famer Dolly Parton. Get out. A guy can, the guy's played on everything. All right, we're going to talk to him later in the week. He's also one of the foremost experts in uh, military weapons. Get out. Yeah, seriously. Wow. All right. Wow. Real, real big into weaponry. I don't know if we'll get time to to get into that, but, you know, he's <laughs> he's, he's he's been like a, like a governmental... Uh, you know, expert. Maybe we ought to lead with that information just to set him at ease for the interview. Maybe. I don't know how weaponry I mean, actually sets you, you know, how you calms your nerve going into a interview, but well, he's, we can go with it. He's probably used to talking about music. 
maybe we'd put him in his comfort zone if we talked about something else to start with. Yeah, something you know, warm and fuzzy like exactly, bombs. Exactly, right. It's 6.01. That's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ega 1. And 7 a.m. It is. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As a man in his mid-50s, I must tell you that over the course of many years, the polish has dulled, the sheen has worn down, and the glistening magnificence of my once vibrant youthfulness has most certainly seen better days. That's part of the problem with aging. What was once taken for granted is now fading into oblivion. Cat-like reflexes, healthy joints, a once robust prostate, those were proud achievements of yesteryear. So when an old man, in the waning parts of his career, achieves mind-jarring physical greatness, the least I can do is put aside my personal jealousies and acknowledge his accomplishments. Last night, 35-year-old Al Horford of the Boston Celtics became the oldest player in Celtics history to score 30 points or better in a postseason game ever at 35 years old. How an old man like that even gets around is a mystery to me. As some of you know, last night the Celtics evened up the series with the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 4, 116-108. The highlight of which was 35-year-old Al Horford with a game-time dunk in the fourth quarter and drawing a foul from two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo and finally putting the game to rest with Al finishing up the night with a career-high playoff uh, score of 30 points, 16 of which came in the final quarter alone. Does that sound like the work of a guy who's played 15 seasons in the NBA? No, that sounds like the work of a much younger man. Now that's not to say that Al Horford is a broken down old fart like I am, but it shows that when the stakes are high, experience sometimes matters. Now, tomorrow night, Game 5 comes back to Boston. Should you expect the same sort of performance from the old fella? You certainly wouldn't get two great games in a row out of me, but I'm also 20 years older than he is. All I know is that Al Horford had a spectacular night, especially for a guy who typically only gives you 10 points a game. When Jason Tatum gives you 30 points, you almost expect it. But when the same number of points comes from a veteran like Al Horford after all these years in the NBA, that is worth something pointing out. Or that is something that is worth pointing out. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's the best lawnmower? The New York Times wire cutter says it's the Ego battery-powered mower. No smelly gas, no noise, perfect cut. The place to get an Ego or any style mower is your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware, your outdoor power equipment headquarters. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 102. Steve's out today, but he'll be back tomorrow, we think. We're finally hitting spring this week, uh, maybe even sort of summer weather by Thursday through the weekend. We're going to have 80s. Today, 60s, and uh, very dry and nice conditions. So, heard you talking about Al Horford backs and your view from the couch and his 30-point performance at the age of 35 last night. For Man, I, I hope he had a chance to sit down. Hmm. An old guy like that. Well, probably resting his knees right now, getting ready for game five in Boston tomorrow night. Don't know what kind of shoes he was wearing, but that might have been the key to his performance. I'm saying that because also last night in the NBA, Steph Curry had 32 as Golden State beat Memphis to take a 3-1 lead over the Grizzlies. And Steph Curry was sporting special edition orange Curry 9 flows. Okay. It's a special brightly colored sneaker with colorful decorations that he was wearing to honor the late TNT broadcaster Craig Sager, who you remember used to wear some pretty colorful outfits back in the day. Yes, absolutely. So 
These special orange Curry 9 Flow sneakers go for 160 bucks for mortals like us if you want to buy them online or elsewhere. I've never seen a pair of them. I don't know if you have or not. I don't know if you check out some of these things like Yeezys and you know some of the uh, Air Jordan sneakers mm-hmm. and uh, LeBron James has sneakers and I know uh, St- Stephon Marbury had some special sneakers for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they're very expensive. Yeah, that's. Um, but you know, on the other hand, you know, these guys aren't paying for their shoes. Right. They're all endorsements. They get all you know, these shoes for free. How they decide to make a Craig Sager pair, I don't know. Well, and how far do you go? When it comes to buying special sneakers. Now, back in the day when I was growing up and I was like 10 years old, I had to have a special pair of sneakers. Did you have anything like that growing up where you had to have a certain pair of sneakers? Well, you know, back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. you know, every kid in, in my school kind of mm-hmm. went through a transition. You know, we all we all bought our zips at Fava and then we all had uh, the Chuck Connors. Oh, the Chuck Taylors? Yes. The Chuck Con- Converse, Converse All-Stars. Yep. And the Converse All-Stars. Yep. But then, you know, the early 80s come by, and then Nike comes up with this, uh, with the uh, the moon shoe. Right. And I remember seeing, like, a like I saw Steve Perry a journey on television wearing <laughs> this pair. Glistening white, mm-hmm. red stripe, the, the, the red uh, Nike swoop. Sure. Every dude after seeing that on TV said, I got to have a pair just like that. If Steve Perry can wear sneakers... Pants, a tux jacket with no shirt. Right. I should be able to do that too. Yeah. Well, and you combine rock and roll and sports like that, and it's a win-win marketing-wise. I think. Right. Uh, also, when there was were those the ones that had the pumps on them too? You know, you could actually literally no, reach down no. with your thumb and pump up the shoe. What hey, was? The- listen, you're uh, you're you're trying to make me feel youthful. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, that came many years later. Ah, okay. Never had the pump shoe. Nor did I, but I did have a shoe back when I was 10, that I insisted my mom get for me. And I fell in love with these shoes while I was watching an episode of Johnny Quest. You remember that cartoon? I sure do. One of my best and favoritest cartoons of the 1960s and 70s. And I'll play you the ad at the end of the Johnny Quest episode here for the specific kind of shoe I had to have. Here you go, straight off of YouTube. Johnny Quest, brought to you by... Brought to you by P.F. Flyers with a magic wedge that helps you run your fastest and jump your highest. P.F. Flyers by B.F. Goodrich. There you go. I had to have the P.F. Flyers. Now, do you remember those or not? I I do remember the P.F. Flyers. Run faster, jump higher. And I'm like, yep, gotta have it. (laughs) New Balance was making them for a while, the old P.F. Flyers. Seriously? Like, like, Like recently? Um, just, yeah, I mean, not, not that long ago. Wow. But P.F. Flyer was made by a, think about this, a tire company. Right, B.F. Goodrich, right? Yeah. yeah. I, rem- I I completely forgot about <laughs> Yes. And- Excuse me, I completely forgot about those. But yeah, those were those were great shoes. I mean, they're very much like the, uh, the Converse All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And they did have, if I'm not mistaken, I think they did have a high top version of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had the high top. Oh, I had to because I was just starting to play basketball for the Bombers now, at the me, time. Let me ask you this. Yep. Were you a, a, a whiny, snilling little uh, snot-nosed kid? Absolutely. A- enough, enough to convince your mom to get to, to actually spend the money on a pair of PF Flyers? Absolutely. I was an only child. I got what I wanted, for Christ's sake. Oh, so yeah. you're, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you were indulged. Yes. Yes, well, as far as the budget would allow. I mean, we weren't wealthy or anything like that. But so you didn't ask for like a second pair of no, PF Flyers? No, no, no. You go like one for every day of the week. No, I, I, you know, I realized my limitations there. and But I did insist. My mom actually did a photo shoot. You know, 
you know, when you when your kids are young, you, as a parent, you you set up a special like professional photographer. So I, I went and did you know just pictures with my dog Switch, black mm-hmm. black lab at the time, and I insisted that the photographer pulled back enough so that it wasn't just like head and shoulder shots of me and my favorite dog Switch. I needed to have my PF flyers in the frame as well, and there are there's evidence of me. With our black lab, yep. but the whole body shots so that my PF flyers were on display in these photographs. This still come with a big uh, chunky sole too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. See, that's back when sneakers were actually sneakers, right? I remember when like the first real, mm-hmm. you know, basketball high tops came out. Right. They kind of looked like snow boots, mm-hmm. you know, because they were like they were they were big and they were there to support the ankle, right? With the PF flyers and even the uh, the Converse All Stars, those I mean, they were not meant. To support anything. No. It's a flimsy cloth, essentially. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the kind of shoe that you could roll an ankle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and feel it for months. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The uh, high tops didn't prevent that at all because of the material they were made out of. Now, uh, back in the day, and you're talking about your childhood, do you ever have any recollection of what those shoes may have cost your mom? You know, I was I was going to ask that question. I didn't have time to search that up. Uh, I would imagine that, you know, if... The orange Curry 9 Flow sneakers go for 160 now. I would imagine the cost of the PF Flyers a lot less, but probably if you, you know, for inflation and did yeah. that whole business, probably just as expensive back then, even though they were probably only, what, $24. $24 then was probably equal to $160 now. I never was able to convince my parents mm-hmm. to spend that kind of money on shoes. Right. My, my parents went to... My mom used to take me to this this one shoe store, mm-hmm. and they only sold like a couple kinds of shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the uh, the seventies and eighties, I wanted to wear I wanted to wear uh, you know the brand new Nikes. Well, they, they, they didn't they didn't they didn't sell those, right? Then. You know, they they were like one of those uh, shoe stores that resisted mm-hmm. like uh, athletic shoes, right? So you had to wear like actual shoe shoes, right? And you know, as a kid, no one wants to be seen on the uh, on the. Uh, on the uh, you know on the ballparks with that, no one wants to be seen publicly wearing actual shoes right. in, in school. And well, I, I never had the chance. I guess my parents, I guess they didn't love me enough. Yeah, it's possible that's that's the case. But by the way, whatever we forced our parents to spend on athletic shoes like that, we didn't force them to spend on any other kind of shoes because I didn't care about any other there, shoes. There really were no other kind of shoes. No. Now maybe young girls growing up had a different experience. For guys like us, all we cared about were our sneakers. Yeah, there was like one pair of shoes you wore every right, day, right? And then one pair of shoes in case you had to look nice for exactly. some God knows what reason. Right. That was it. I had two shoes growing up, and that was it. Our number is two nine three one zero two one. If you want to chime in on shoes with back Stephen Dave on Rock one zero two. Ready to do some spring cleaning? Think green at Gold Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 628. And the doors with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. You know, one little footnote on PF Flyers sneakers we were talking about. They were the ones featured in the movie The Sandlot. The kids wearing PF Flyers in that yes. movie The Sandlot. I do remember that. You know, just a little extra factoid for you this morning. And uh, speaking of facts. Yes, today I learned, brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And, and today I learned, according to Uberfacts, the great Stephen King apparently must sleep with his legs under the covers. Why? To ensure that nothing grabs him. 
He's deathly afraid of something grabbing him during the night. It kind of explains a lot about his writing, maybe. It would explain a lot about why he wrote Misery that way, didn't it? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, the hobbling occurred, Exactly. Right? Well, although, I think you could still be hobbled if your legs were underneath the covers, last I checked. Yeah, but you could miss with that mallet. I you suppose. Could miss, you could miss an ankle. Yeah. I uh, Not because of, it's a, of any fear, but mm-hmm. I cover my legs mostly because I'm cold. That's a... <laughs> yeah, uh, right. That's how I. Oh, that's that, how I sleep. That's what you say. Well, not because I'm trying to, you know, show my courage. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. But if I cover myself, it's usually because I don't want to be cold at night. Again, that's your public statement. You can say whatever you want in public. I know the real reason. You're you're just like Stephen King. I wish. I wish I had his money. And that's today I learned on the Back Steve and Dave Show. Coming up next, the news on Rock 102. Here's your it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. New information on an accident that occurred on the Mass Pike in Palmer Sunday. A young man from Palmer, and whose name has been uh, suppressed by the authorities, was confirmed to have passed away as the result of this accident. The man walking along the eastbound side of the highway between the center and left lanes when he was hit by the truck around 3.30 in the morning. Mm. The driver of the truck, a 32-year-old man from Rutland, Vermont, immediately pulled over to the side of the highway and called 911 as he should have. Again, the victim's name still being withheld as the investigation continues. In Agawam, town and state police investigating after a body was discovered in School Street Park yesterday. According to the Hampton District Attorney's Office, the body discovered around 4.30 yesterday morning. It's about the time we're getting started. Happened in the park's parking lot. Unclear what prompted police to respond at that hour. Police are still investigating the cause of death in that situation. Yeah, I know. I've heard things already about the about this. Oh, um, really? It's a that's a beautiful park. Is it? I've yeah, not been a, there. Yeah, it's a really nice park, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think people have to be afraid of the park. But um, but that's a pretty scary thing. Well, yeah, you find a body there if you're walking around maybe early in the morning, and maybe that's how police were called to that particular location. Don't know. They're not saying, but the investigation is ongoing in Agawam. And you talk about being safe in a park. City and police officials meeting to announce enhanced public safety patrols in Forest Park. Mayor Dom Sarno was on hand yesterday as well for that. Mm -hmm. The enhanced patrols have already begun, continuing a multi-year partnership between the city the police, and the sheriff's department. So until November 30th, department officers will patrol the park in shifts from 8 each morning to 10 each evening. And the latest this year, mounted patrol unit of horses and emotional support division of therapy dogs. We haven't had uh, mounted police in this area in a long time. I know, right? I mean, we used to have, uh, we used to have a couple. Yeah. But um, I think uh, those horses retired. Mm-hmm. At full benefit, mm-hmm. uh, and as a result, uh, you know, was, through attrition, it's hard to just replace horses. Not a whole lot of horses going through the academy, of course. Right. And, uh, you know, tough to replace. Right. And I'll use Forest Park quite often now because I got hit on a bicycle out on the roadways, as you know, a year ago. So now Trying I, to get into the park. What's that? Trying to get into the park. No, it was, it was actually crossing a bridge in Windsor Locks. But now I just pack my bicycle into my car, drive it to Forest Park, get out, and ride safely there where the cars can only go about 20 miles per hour through the park. So I don't think I'm going to get hit by a car anymore. Actually, it's been uh, probably too long since I've been in the park. Mm. We went to the park um, 
during the pandemic. It's one of the first, excuse me, <clears throat> one of the first places we went when we got out of the house. Yeah. Um, you know, during that lockdown, we had like a little picnic in the park. One of my favorite places to go. You know, I moved here a little over a year and a half ago now, and that was one of the first places I went to Forest Park, and I'm still going now. I love it. I love why mm-hmm. I love riding my bike through there. Lots of people on hand, and now I'll get to see the mounted patrol unit of horses as well. And by the way, whose job is it to clean up after those horses? Is that like city officials that particularly have that duty? Duty. Listen <laughs> see, to you saying yeah, duty. See what I did? Yeah, no, I, I'm sure there's some sort of, uh, you know, poop removal mm-hmm. uh, in the forest park. I don't know anybody who works that detail myself, but uh, I'm sure a cop's not going to get off the horse and... You know, go down there with a plastic bag and pick it up and dispose of it properly. I mean, you know, he's, he's trying to fight the you know, woodland crime. Right. Well, and then there's the therapy dogs. Wh- whichever public officials are taking care of the therapy dogs there, maybe they have to clean up after their own therapy dogs. There. Here's an idea. Yeah. You want to get rid of crime in Forest Park? I got a great idea. Mm-hmm. Follow me on this one. Mm-hmm. If you've got illegal activity going on inside the park, right? the best way to get rid of it let all the animals in the zoo free oh once a week yeah let them loose okay see what happens and what are the what are the most exotic animals you got there that could be the most dangerous to people what do, what do you got i don't you know it's been a while since i've been in there but uh, there were some spider monkeys uh, that i saw once mm-hmm. one that was uh, self-pleasuring himself for a good long time <laughs> to, to to completion or not uh no not to well i mean i didn't stick around long enough to see whether you know there the was conclusion? gonna be an encore but yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's you know there's some exotic animals in there, but I tell you what, if people find out, hey, there are wild animals that could be running around here, mm-hmm. exotic animals from the zoo, right? Run a rough shot around the zoo, you're not gonna have any problems in the park. I can tell you that right uh, now. It'd be like a mashup of Jumanji and Jurassic Park. It would be fantastic. Someone to bring a camera, you never know what could happen. That's exactly what I'm getting at. You know, and uh, I get asked questions sometimes because I look like I know what I'm talking about. The other day, I was riding my bike through there very slowly up a hill, and some guys approached me saying, hey, where's the, I think I'm getting the phrase right, the, the water garden? Is there like a water garden? The, uh, the, the, uh, the duck pond? <sighs> didn't say duck pond, and I didn't know where to direct him there. I, I'm not sure exactly what that was. Yeah, Maybe somebody can call and correct me on that or give us some information. By the way, I haven't fully fleshed out this idea of mm-hmm. letting the zoo animals free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose recovery is prior, part of the... The equation. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but once I figure out a plan, I'm going to uh, contact the city, see if we can get to the bottom of this. I mean, you're right, because once you've let them loose, it's not like they're going to stay within the confines of the park. They're going to start wandering all over that area. They're going to wind up on the golf courses nearby yeah, and everywhere yeah. else. Dave, if I'm a drug dealer, mm-hmm. let's say I want to sell my wares in the park. Right. Okay. And it's and that's not an unusual thing. Mm-hmm. Let's say I let's say that I'm um, selling. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Okay, I'll say I'm selling fentanyl. Mm-hmm. If somebody tells me, listen, there is a flesh-eating animal on the prowl in right? this park, uh-huh. guess where I'm going? Out of the park. Elsewhere. I'm going to sell my my, hero, my fentanyl somewhere else. I'm not going to put up with uh, you know, possibly being mauled by a flesh-eating tiger mm-hmm. with his big, large uh, teeth I hear ripping through my flesh. Yes. Hell no. Yeah. And until that happens, by the way, where Bax's plan comes to fruition, if you are selling fentanyl in the park, you maybe want to do it after 10 at night because that's when the patrols stop. Just say Well, that's fine. Okay? That's okay. Again, the new patrols in shifts from 8 in the morning to 10 each evening with the mounted police and the therapy dogs. And as of yet, no flesh-eating animals on the loose.
But who knows? Not yet. Still working on that plan. A Chicopee man pleading guilty Monday in federal court to possessing more than 100 images of child porn, including images of prepubescent girls engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Herve Plassey, 67 years old, pleading guilty to the one count of possession of child pornography in front of U.S. District Court Judge Mark Mastroani. The charge of possession of child porn provides for a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. So that guy's got that to look forward to. Yeah. The Brim- even, even that's a little light as far as I'm concerned. Oh, for sure. Well, maybe, maybe the judge will decide to tack on a little more there. Uh, the Brimfield Antique Flea Markets kick off today. Uh, the fields running along Route 20 are open, dawn to dusk, through Sunday. Admission costs range from 5 to 10 bucks. But, hey, here's a tip for you. Many of these fees are waived in the middle of the day. So if you're going to go to the Brimfield Antique Flea Markets, you might not even have to pay admission if you go during the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. That's a wicked big deal. Yeah. Actually, uh, I was talking about this particular flea market with uh, somebody over the weekend in Boston. They travel all the way from Boston. I didn't realize it's that big, but people come from all over New England and all around, over the around United, the country. Yeah, United States to come to the Brimfield Antique Flea um, By the way, there's another tip here that was provided in MassLive.com. Cool, hard cash speaks better to some dealers than a check. So if you're planning to go... You probably can barter a little better if you just bring some cash. A check? My God. What what antique dealer worth his weight in salt takes a check? I don't know. I and, and To me, I would only accept cash. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, a check can bounce. Cash don't bounce. Right. And speaking of cash, an 83-year-old woman from Waverly, New York, in the upstate New York area near Binghamton, has been arrested for robbing the village's... Chemung Canal Trust Company location. Police say 83-year-old Edna, of course her name is Edna, Edna Hallett was arrested. Cops responding to the bank just after 10.30 in the morning after the bank alarm went off. Police were easily able to catch up to the 83-year-old because she left the bank and was escaping very slowly while walking along Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, she's 83. Right. You know, it's, it's usually pretty good, pretty easy to catch up to them. Right. She needed to have a better escape plan in place. Maybe get a younger person to meet her in a car and do a getaway car. Maybe she would have gotten away with it. Who knows? If I were an 83-year-old uh, person listening to this show and uh, I heard the uh, the whole thing with the releasing of the animals mm-hmm. in the park, right? I'd be emailing me later on today trying to find out what how I can uh, come up with a good solution for this problem. Well, because right now I'm solving problems left and right. You are. All right. Well, hey, if you want to contact Bax and you're somebody who has the power to make any of these things happen, 293-1021 is our number. Oh, you could do better than that. (laughs) (laughs) The time is 642. Uh, We've got a few different criminals coming up in the Mass Hat next on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.50 and ACDC with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Steve's still out. He'll be back tomorrow, and I still have a problem with Thunderstruck because you can't get struck by thunder. You really want to uh, die on that hill, don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, listen, it's, uh, it's a great song. Well, it is. You know, logic doesn't necessarily have to enter into everything. Lightning struck! There you go. See what I'm saying? Uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield will be joining us later on uh, today uh, around 8.50. This weekend, this Saturday, is the Pancake Breakfast. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on with Judy. Right now, some stupidity, though.
time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Well, we have two nominees, one in North Carolina, one in Pennsylvania. I'll start with the North Carolina story. Jason Oxentine was a teacher's aide and athletic director at a middle school in North Carolina. Right. And no longer has those jobs because he did something really dumb. He was at school a couple of Fridays ago and needed to move his truck from the back of the building to the front. But he was too busy, so he asked somebody to help him move his truck. The person he asked was a middle school student. Uh, like, a, like a seventh grade kid yeah. helping him move a truck? Yep. And while this kid was moving Jason's truck, he lost control of it and crashed into three different school buses. Ah, that's the problem. There were no kids on the school buses. All the buses were parked and ready to go. He got fired last week, this Jason Oxentine. And but you also- know what? If that kid mm-hmm. had just known what he was doing, right? he would have gotten away with it. Yeah, the kid, Yeah, you know, this guy's a teacher and an athletic director. You assume he chose maybe the smartest and most athletic kid. Hey, listen, Billy, here's the keys to the truck. You go move that thing for me. You seem like a pretty smart fella, yep. and you seem like a pretty fart smeller. <laughs> well, the guy got fired last week and also got a ticket for giving his keys to a minor. I didn't know that was an actual... Offense, but I guess it is in North Carolina. Mm, well, go figure. Uh, the school says it'll cost around $6,700 to fix the buses. And by the way, Jason Oxentine's truck is totaled as well. So he's got that to deal with. Jesus. Well, again, you know, if, if the kid just knew a little bit of what he was doing, yeah. this would have all been resolved and not been an issue at all. Yeah. I mean, don't they have, what, what are those classes you take for your uh, automobile safety there in high school? Like driver's right? education. Dri- well, obviously he's, <laughs> he's going to need a lot of that as he moves from middle school into high school. Of course, you know, admit, he's in North Carolina. Yeah. Rural North okay, Carolina. Okay. Rural also. North Carolina. If yep. he's a middle school student, mm-hmm. he could be 27 years old. That's true. Good point. Yeah. By the way, I was born in North Carolina. I don't know if I ever told you that before. No, I had no idea. But High that, Point. But the, but the pieces of the puzzle are finally starting to be put together. The furniture capital of the world, High Point, North Carolina. All right, the second nominee for the Mass Hat today from Pennsylvania, as I said, 58-year-old man named Lawrence Williams going to court last Thursday for an arraignment on DUI charges. The hearing was for a DUI case from last month where Lawrence crashed into a fence while allegedly driving drunk. At the time, he was already on probation for two other DUI cases from earlier in the year. So maybe not shocking that when he drove to court at 11 a.m. He was drunk? Yep. Imagine that. As soon as he entered the courtroom, officers said they could smell booze on him. And he had, quote, extremely red and bloodshot eyes on top of it. This should surprise nobody. The guy's already had two DUIs within a year. Mm-hmm. That's why he's going to court in the first place. And a third one. And the court appearance, yes. to which he showed up drunk as well. Clearly, this guy's not good at learning any kind of lesson. Yeah. He admitted he'd driven himself to court with a rental vehicle as well. His blood alcohol level was more than twice the legal limit. He was sent to jail. He's got a hard time renting cars in the future. Yeah. Maybe he should just employ a middle school kid to drive him around from now on, right? You know what? Like a North Carolina yes. age middle school kid at 27 years old? Right. Congratulations to 58-year-old Lawrence Williams from... Pennsylvania. And as long as we're talking about Pennsylvania, our opponent 
in the first round of the Calder Cup playoffs for the Springfield Thunderbirds is the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. That's right, and uh, Rock 102 has uh, playoff tickets, and we're giving them away all week long. In fact, we're going to give away a pa- uh, not just a pair, a four-pack of tickets to uh, to one of uh, either Game 1 or Game 2. We'll, uh, we'll let you know uh, very soon. And, of course, all of our qualifiers this week qualify to uh, to win a Thunderbird prize pack that includes not only uh, you know seats at the glass, but four hats, the koozies, the rally towels, hot dogs, mm-hmm. and a ride on the Zamboni. Yeah. But right now, the qualifying prize, four pack of tickets to either Game 1 or Game 2, 10th caller right now at 293-1021. All right. Uh, coming up next, Brett Favre. In some trouble, the former NFL QB will have that story for you in the 102-second sports straight ahead on Rock 102. I've struck gold, grabbed the prize, hit the jackpot. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Just about 7 a.m. on Rock 102. Highs in the 60s today. Highs in the low 70s tomorrow. Thursday through the weekend, we've got highs in the low to mid-80s. We've also got some dry conditions, so there's an elevated concern for fire hazard out there. That from the National Weather Service, and the weather is brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing, 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's your 102-second sports. On Rock 102. Got a winner for those Springfield Thunderbirds tickets on the phone right now. How you doing? Hi, who's this? This is Mike. Mike, congratulations. You're the 10th caller. Thank you. You're going to go see the awesome. uh, thun- Thunderbirds in either game one or game two. Exciting stuff. We still don't know when that is? Yeah, yeah, no. Tomorrow and Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow or Thursday, but later on today we'll let you know which uh, tickets you got. Okay, sounds perfect. Where, yes. are you, where are you from? I'm from uh, Westfield, Mass. All right, hold the line. We'll set you up there. And that's just one of two winners we'll get this morning and then qualified for the huge grand prize, too. Right, Bax? Uh, yeah, uh, right in the Zamboni, plus the uh, the towels, the hats, the food, everything. Nice. And, uh, and uh, yeah, right on the glass seats, too. All right, the T-Birds opening their first-ever Calder Cup playoff series tomorrow and Thursday against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins at the Mass Mutual Center. Tonight in NHL play, the Bruins are in Carolina to take on the Hurricanes at 7. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Also last night in NHL playoff action, Colorado completing its sweep of Nashville. Pittsburgh routed the Rangers 7-2 to to go up 3-1 in that series, and two other series are tied at two games apiece, the Florida-Washington series and the Dallas-Calgary series. In the NBA, Celtics beat the Bucs last night 116-108. Celts shooting 84% in the fourth quarter, 50% for the game. Jason Tatum and Al Horford winding up with 30 points apiece. Baseball, the Red Sox are at Atlanta tonight to start a series with the Braves. And in football, the Mississippi Department of Human Services suing retired NFL quarterback Brett Favre and three former pro wrestlers, including Ted DiBiase Sr., a.k.a. the Million Dollar Man. They're trying to recover millions of welfare dollars that were intended to help some of the poorest people in the United States. Favre was guilty of being paid for speeches he never attended. Now, he repaid all that money, but he still owes a lot of interest on that, so they're trying to get the whole thing back. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax will tell you exactly why the Red Sox suck in his view from the couch on Rock 102. 
I have sleep apnea and I used to struggle with CPAP. Until recently, I hadn't had a good night's sleep since 2005. Do you remember 2005? We used cell phones like actual phones and everyone wanted life hacks. Here's a life hack for anyone who struggles with CPAP. Get Inspire. It's a sleep apnea treatment that works inside your body to give you comfortable, restful sleep. Learn more at InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Boston Red Sox are one of the worst teams in baseball. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the Red Sox aren't just dreadful, they're appalling, atrocious, alarmingly awful, and abominable. And those are just the adjectives that begin with the letter A. How bad are they? Well, the Red Sox are not just 10 and a half games out of first place after only playing 30 games so far this season. They currently have the second worst record in the American League and the fourth worst record in baseball. With the current five-game losing streak heading in tonight's nationally televised game against the Atlanta Braves, I don't really see much reason for a lot of optimism. And I'm an optimist. So what's wrong with these guys? Why are the Red Sox the second worst team in the American League? Well, one, your bullpen stinks. Especially in the ninth inning where relief pitching is kind of important. And yet, here they are with nine blown saves in the first 30 games of the season. You also have a lineup where only three guys recall how to hit baseballs on a professional level. Bogarts, Martinez, and Devers, those guys are fine, averaging a combined batting average of 316. The problem is, there are other guys in the lineup too, and those guys are collectively hitting with a batting average of 186. Now, it's my understanding that the primary way to score runs is to hit baseballs in places where the opposing team cannot get to them. That seems to be one of those basic fundamentals that has been completely forgotten about the, since the season began just over a month ago. The question is, is it too late to turn things around? Well, today is only May 10th, and to the best of my knowledge, the season is going to go on for a while. However, unless closers know how to close and hitters know how to hit, the Red Sox could easily become the worst team in baseball in just a matter of weeks. Of course, they'll need to apply themselves, but until that happens, you'll just have to endure some of the most lackluster Red Sox baseball that we've seen in decades. And honestly, I think that's really saying something, because I'm not sure how much more of this I can take. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You think you got a great lawn? You think it just happens out of thin air? I suppose it might, or you might want to go to Rocky's for Scott's four-step and get all the stuff you need to make yourself a lawn expert. Have a great lawn with Scott's. Good people, lawn and garden people, and you'll find it with rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7:10, and the Georgia Satellites are back. Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Got nice weather right now. Highs in the 60s today. Highs in the 70s tomorrow, and then 80s coming in from Thursday through maybe all the way through Tuesday of next week. Actually, well, hopefully we'll get a nice day for the pancake breakfast. Mm-hmm. Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield will be here on 8:45 to talk about what's coming up uh, on Saturday morning at uh, down- downtown Springfield, which is always a very cool event. 
Yep, she usually brings food with her to these uh, little appearances on the radio with us, right? Well, you know, I'm uh, you know I'm not the kind of person just going to assume that she's going to bring it. I mean, if she brings right. it, nice. I mean, she didn't have to. Right. It's very nice of her. I mean, there are plenty of in studio guests that uh, that do not, and shame upon them. But uh, you know, be that as it may. Judy always brings a nice spread along with her. So. And if she does, you, you'll be breaking the rules once again of your 16-hour fast. Well, you know, I mean, I, I'm kind of back and forth all the time. It's like, you know, like, you know, right now, because I'm still, you know, nursing this chest cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, this uh, bacteria, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> no one can tell, Bex. No one can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah no kidding. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like I need my strength. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, you know, today I ate something before I came to work, and then... I'll probably eat something when I get back home. Right. And then have at least another two or three meals by the time the day is done. All right. Those are some of your rules. And speaking of rules, there's a dude who shared the unwritten man rules on Reddit, and it's gone viral. New thread. New thread on Reddit. Dudes talking about unwritten rules that they have. So if you ever wanted to crack the secret code of manhood... It's an exciting opportunity for you right here. Here are some of the highlights of the unwritten man rules. Okay. We can go through them one by one, and we can decide if they're valid. No, do two at a time. Let's see if we can make it happen. (laughs) Okay. Nod down when you greet someone, and nod up when it's someone you know. So, in other words, if you're seeing somebody new for the first time, you kind of nod down in in deference to them. You think like, like bowing? No, more like just kind of like a, a quick, not a, not like an, an Asian custom. Yeah. I know that is, you know, like a, hi, that kind of thing. No, just kind of a quick nod down if you're meeting somebody for the first time and a nod of your head, oh, upwards when it's somebody that you know. Okay. I, I guess I buy that. I don't know. I guess. Actually, you know what I should be playing? Uh, you know what I should be playing here? What? I should be playing a little James Brown. It's a man's, 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 man's world. Well, glad you thought of that. Yeah, good thing. Anyway. I don't really bow, but I do acknowledge with the uh, with the head nod, like, how you doing? You know, like if you're at like a shopping with your wife mm-hmm. and there's another guy standing outside the uh, the changing room. Right. And like n- no words exchanged, of course. Sure. You just go, I know how you're feeling. Yep. Know what you're going through. Feeling by, the same way. And by the way, in those situations, there's got to be a couch or a couple of chairs for guys. To I sit think in. there's got to be. I hate stores that have no place to sit right? down. Right. If if my wife is going in to try some things on, mm-hmm. I got to rest up. Yes. Because I'm going to be asked to judge. <laughs> I got to be sitting down for that. And when you're asked to judge, you really try and keep it as safe as possible. Like, there's really nothing good that you can say either direction. Like, if you don't like it, not a good idea. If you really like it a lot and you say that, They'll probably go the opposite direction. Yeah, they're not going to get it because yeah. they, they know you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Unwritten man rule number two. Yes. If a friend buys you a drink, you don't pay it back. You just buy the entire next round. If you're out with a group of buddies. Yeah, I don't know about that. Really? Is that the, is that really bro code? It's what they're saying here on Reddit. I don't like buying drinks for a group. I'll buy you know, buy a drink for like a, if I see like one guy I know. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me let me get the next round. That's cool with me. Well, it depends how many friends you're out with and how much credit you got left, I guess. No, I'm not gonna go broke because I'm with a, a whole group of dudes. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, listen, I what, I look like, like a made of money. Unwritten man rule number three: If you help another guy with some sort of chore, 
Beer, pizza, and barbecue is acceptable payment. I would agree with that. Rule number four. You never use the urinal next to an occupied urinal. Sometimes it's unavoidable. And, you know, if you got to go really bad, maybe you kind of nod to the guy next to you. Going back to the nod if, rule if, there. You, if like, you're at a hockey game yes. and the urinal in between periods is loaded up with like, like a whole wall full of dudes. Right. You go with the next open open urinal. Right. But if it's just you and another guy, mm-hmm. you need some space. Well, sure, of course. That goes without saying. And by the way, have you ever used the trough urinals? Have you ever been in an arena that has those? Because I know the Carrier Dome in Syracuse has those troughs. Fenway used to have that. Yeah. And it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. A lot of splattering going on. Just, just, just Who decided that was a good engineering uh, feat? Yeah, dude's getting too close to one another. Because there's no separation. What you need to have in those trough situations is a little separating wall. I don't listen. I need a, I need a little bit of elbow room. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if you noticed. I have a slight weight problem, so I, I need to kind of you know air things out a little mm-hmm. bit. But I can't. Uh, I can't just. I can't just squeeze into a situation where we're all kind of cramming in to uh, to relieve ourselves. I I need space. Unwritten man rule number five. I'm not sure I agree with this one. Don't roast a man in front of his kid. Now, I think it's a good thing to expose a kid to that kind of trash talk that occurs on a golf course or when you're out at a bar yeah. or anything like that. Because that's that's part of being a guy, I think, is exchanging great trash talk with yeah. each other. And I think your kid needs to see that you can not only give a joke, but take a joke as well. It's interesting. I would not have expected that kind of insensitive cruelty from you. <laughs> so, in other words, you would agree with don't roast a man in front of his kid. No. I mean, listen, there's a time and a place mm-hmm. to humiliate another human being, mm-hmm. and in front of his children is not that time. Can't in front of disagree. his co-workers or our loved ones, sure. No. But can't, not in front of the kids. You're wrong on that, Bax. You need to be able to do that. It's a healthy part of the psyche to be able to give and take, All and right. you need to show your kid that you can Play the game. Now, let me qualify my statement. It totally depends on the age of the kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If the kid is an adult and has gone through all of the you know appropriate uh, you know, rebellion. Okay. Okay. Then then maybe. But if a kid, if it's a young kid who uh, sees their mother or father as some sort of legendary folk hero at mm-hmm. that point in their life, right. I don't want to be the one to dress the parent down. All right. So what's the age cutoff then? If you're going to use that as the determining factor, I'm going to say. 12. Okay. So older, 12 or older, then it's okay. Because sometimes, look, sometimes 15, you got, you got 15. What's 15. that? 15. No, go, I go even a little younger. I'm I'm okay with the 12 thing. I mean, well, under good. 10, certainly you don't want to expose your kid to that because he's not, he's not sophisticated enough to pick up on the little cues well, about sarcasm and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, good on you for taking a, to, to taking a man who may be just a quivering bag of, uh, you know, insecurity, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and ruining the relationship he has with his own child. Good for you. All right. If you want to agree with Bax or agree with me, feel free to call 293-1021 on this last rule. Don't roast a man in front of their kid. Or if you have any other unwritten man rules you want to pass along, we'd love to hear them. It's uh, 718. We're back. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 724. 
And Eric Clapton with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, Steve's not here. He'll be back tomorrow, we hope. And we're talking about some unwritten man rules that were posted by some dudes on Reddit. One of them was, you don't roast a man in front of their own kid. Now, Bax and I kind of disagree about that one. I think it's healthy for the kid to be exposed to that kind of trash talk. Bax, not sure, although he placed a little age limitation on that. What do you think? 293-1021 is the number. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's happening? This is Jason. What's up, Jason? Hey, so I totally agree with that rule. Uh, me and my kid, we bust each other's chops all the time, man. It's great. You know, it's uh, it's just what we do. And it, it, it cracks me up when he does it to me. You know, it's totally off guard. And I think it's just healthy. And it's just good, man. A lot, And 95% of the time, it's a great laugh that's coming out. Afterwards. Right, but, it, but, but that's you guys busting each other's chops. Would you be busting another friend's chops in front of their kid? Yeah, a good friend, yeah, absolutely, because, yeah, absolutely, it's not going to be anything, like, crazy, right? you know, but, like, yeah, absolutely, we're going to have fun with it, and, yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, Jason, how old is your kid? Uh, I have a 23-year-old, and I have a 12-year-old going on 30. All right, so so they're beyond the point of total humiliation. Yeah, no, they're cool, man. I love them to death. They're the best. Man. Yeah, all right. Well, best gift ever, man. Well, way to go to pump them full of self-confidence. Good, good job, uh, Jason. Thanks, Jason. All right, you all two right. guys. Have a good day. Take care. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Jake. What's up, Abby? What's up? Hey, just uh, on that whole, the whole man rules there with uh, with good old Dave. I mean, I, I can see it with, you know, like I said, an older kid. I agree with Bax. But, you know, you don't want to pick on your dad for, like, you know, my, my, my dad always talks about ranch dressing for crying out loud. And it makes the guy feel like an idiot, you know? So. Yeah, you know what? I, the more you talk, the more I'm in line with you, pal. I get you. You know, you you and Steve, I get it. Dave, I don't know, man. There, there's something up. Maybe maybe got to go back to that Hill Valley, dude. You know what? <laughs> there might be a screw loose somewhere there in the valley. You never know. Ranch dressing is great. Oh, sure, if you're 12. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, now we're talking. All right, thanks, thanks for the call. By the way, my son Dash doesn't like ranch dressing either. He likes the blue cheese, so yeah, he's see, like you guys. Because he's, he's, he takes after his mom. Right. He's a little bit more mature. <laughs> I well guess. put together. I suppose. Numbers 293-1021 if you want to chime in, by the way. Hey, real quick, if you uh, miss any part of the uh, Back Steve and Dave show, check out the Daily Podcast. It goes up every single weekday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from rock102.com. Uh, this week on Backstage Musical Podcast, my guest is Horace Panther, the bass player from the band The Specials. Very, very cool interview. You can find that on Rock 102. And I guarantee you the next two interviews mm-hmm. uh, that I'm doing. Yeah. I'm super excited about both of them. Okay. Uh, one of them I'll tell you about maybe tomorrow or Thursday, but a guy is uh, coming to the area and I'm pretty excited about that. And then the one after that is just unbelievable. So that's uh, that's coming up on Baxi's musical podcast on rock102.com. All right. So uh, get all that information online. Meantime, the news coming up next on Rock 102, apparently we need some new jets and we're not talking about the football team. We're talking about Westfield's Barnes Air Force Base. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. For- 7.30. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Yankee Home's Memorial Day sale all month long. 1,400 hours off, plus free safety bars and custom shelving called Yankee Home right now. And it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. All right, before we get into news, just a final stamp on the uh, unwritten man rules topic we just covered a few minutes ago. It's uh, Bax one, me one, according to the phone calls we got about roasting a man in front of his kid. Just saying. We had two calls, one mm. on each side. Well, I mean, we don't need, really need a tiebreaker. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. anyone with uh, any level of sensitivity knows that I'm right. <clears throat> 
Westfield's Barnes Air Force Base needs to replace its aging fleet of fighter jets, but it has to await approval from environmental impact reviews before we can get the new jets. The jets are ready to go. They're ready to be delivered, but we got to have an environmental study. Aren't these more fuel-efficient fighter jets? Yeah. It's not just the gas emissions, though. It's the noise as well. The base is perfectly located to carry out its mission of defending the homeland. And aerospace alert fighters are the only air defense for the 40 million Americans living here in New England and New York. There's a necessity, though, for compliance with the Federal National Environmental Policy Act for new models of planes as to their impact on environmental concerns, including noise pollution. Yeah, you got to be worried about noise. So wait, you're defending the country, and there's a little noise going on, and you're going to worry about that? Not for nothing. But if you've moved next to an Air Force base, Mm -hmm. it can be assumed that on occasion... It's going to be a little noisy in the in the area. You think? Yeah. Uh, you can also assume that because it is a military installation, right? That the approval for this is nothing more than a rubber stamp. Because mm-hmm. who's going to say no to Barnes getting an updated fleet? So let's get it done then. Why, why the holdup? Let's stamp this thing and move on. Because there's a couple of do-gooders out there that that, that want a survey done. But the fact of the matter is, they probably had the technology to make. You know, you know, aircraft that is more fuel efficient and maybe even uh, you know less noisy than the older fleet. All right, already, but like, what you're going to put off being safe from an attack because well, it's too noisy. Uh, you know, I want to be safe, but yeah, uh, this, you know, the, the defense planes are too noisy up there. This is all a bunch of do-gooders trying to get in the way of progress, right? Well, it's kind of like the the same as the the TSA wants to do you know pat downs and other security measures to ensure that we have safe flights. I say. Do whatever you got to do to ensure we have safe flights. I don't care. I would rather be safe at an airport or in the air. Yeah, I don't what, care what security measures. At a commercial on. airport, sure, but yes. this is a uh, this is an air force base, right? Yeah, you know, if they got to scramble, it can't be uh, waiting around for you to decide whether or not it's too noisy. Yep. Or there's too much gas being um, emitted. I'm sorry. We can't defend our borders. It's just a little bit too loud. <sighs> My God. Town and state police investigating after a body was discovered at. School Street Park in Agawam yesterday. It happened around 4.30 in the morning, according to the Hampton District Attorney's Office. The body was discovered in the park's parking lot. Unclear what prompted police to respond at that hour. Perhaps a call from a citizen. Police are still investigating the cause of death. City and police officials also meeting to announce enhanced public safety patrols in Forest Park. The enhanced patrols began already on Sunday... And that continues a multi-year partnership between the city, the police, and the sheriff's department. Mayor Dom Sarno on hand for that announcement yesterday about the enhanced public safety patrols at Forest Park. Now through November 30th, department officers will patrol the park in shifts from 8 in the morning to 10 each evening. But the new additions this year, a mounted patrol unit of horses and Emotional support divisions of therapy dogs will be on hand as well. Hmm. Uh, well, that's cool. You know, I mean, like a like a like the mounted police. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty uh, badass, right? Really, a Dudley Do Right kind of thing going on there, and uh, well, hopefully they'll be facing the right way on the horse. Yeah, and hopefully you don't find like Nell tied down to the railroad. Are there any railroad tracks nearby? I don't think there are, right? So, well, isn't well, there used to be the uh, the little train uh, oh, okay. there? I think, but. All right. uh, 
Yeah, but uh, but not real rail, rail, railroad tracks mm-hmm. per se. All right. Just, just to, be on, to be honest, it's been a while since I've been in the park. Yeah, and uh, you know, I used to live over there. I mm-hmm. go there, you know, a lot more frequently. But you know, since I'm not, you know, living in the Forest Park, I don't, I don't go nearly as often as I should. I'm there two, three times a week, riding my bicycle in the safe confines of Forest Park, where people can only drive twenty or thirty miles per hour and can't hit me with their vehicles. Last time I was there, I told you this last hour, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I um, decided you know, during the pandemic, uh, you know, let's let's just get out. Let's go to the park. Mm-hmm. Let's have a picnic. Sure. So we uh, we had a picnic, right, in the park, mm-hmm. and we got uh, food at uh, Faux Saigon. Oh, yeah. I've had that before. It's very good. Freaking fantastic. Yep. I've never had a picnic where I'm eating a big giant bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never had a soup picnic. Yeah. I got to tell you. It's a really it's a really cool thing to be eating soup in a park. Have you had a stone soul picnic? I have had a stone soul picnic. Yeah, where's the best soul food here by the way? I've not asked that quite. Is there a good soul food restaurant? Um yeah, there actually are a, a, a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, uh, I'm blanking, but yeah, there's a couple of places that are quite good. All right. Looking forward to that. Hey, police have tentatively identified a pedestrian hit by a tractor trailer on the Mass Pike. It happened Sunday, a young Palmer man Walking on the eastbound side of the highway between the center and left lanes, he was hit by a truck around 3.30 in the morning. The driver of the truck did the right thing. The 32-year-old guy from Rutland, Vermont, immediately pulled over to the side of the highway and called 911, according to police. Jesus. I know. Hmm. Uh, We've got a report of a Worthington Street shooting suspect in Springfield. He was arrested Friday afternoon after attempting to run from officers while in the possession of a firearm. Probably not a good idea to be running with a firearm. Scissors, maybe. Firearm, no. Police police uh, spokesperson Ryan Wall saying that the cops located the suspect matching a description of the shooter from an incident uh, in Worthington and Armory Street on May 3rd when officers attempted to talk to the person, later identified as 41-year-old Ramon Fontanez of Springfield, holding a fanny pack tight to his chest and allegedly attempting to ride away from police on a bicycle found nearby with a loaded firearm inside the fanny pack. All right. There's loads of reasons to be concerned about this guy. Mm-hmm. First order of business. Yep. It's a grown man with a fanny pack. Right. That'd be the first. That would be, well, maybe not the first thing. That would be among the top five to six things I would notice. Right. And what kind of gun could you put in a fanny pack anyway? I mean, there's a little, like, Lugers that you'd see in... Uh, no, no, like no, your... no. You, you can hide a, a good-sized gun in really? a fan. Really? Oh, can yes. you? Yes, yes. Well, because but... there is a picture of it here, uh, according to the Springfield Police, and that looks like a pretty big gun. I, I can't it, believe there's a fanny pack that would hold that thing. It would be a tight fit. Yeah. It would, you know, I mean, I would think that even if you looked at the fanny pack from the outside mm-hmm. with the thing all zipped up, you could say, I think there's a gun inside. Because mm-hmm. it, be, it would kind of be poking through. But a fanny pack. I mean, please. Yeah. In this day and age? Yeah, who, who would wear one of those things, for crying out loud? Fontanez was arrested. He's been charged with carrying a firearm without a license, possession of ammunition without a special card, and improper storage of a firearm. Yeah, inside a fanny pack. You can't do that. <clears throat> a former sheriff's deputy in Arizona was arrested. Suspicion of two counts of burglary in relation to two thefts at a couple of Phoenix area weddings last month, 54-year-old Landon Rankin allegedly crashed 
as many as 11 weddings and stole thousands of dollars worth of gifts from newly married couples. Well, this is a new take. He would allegedly pose as a guest at weddings and then steal boxes of wedding cards. What are you going to do with boxes of wedding cards? Well, what's in the cards? Money. Oh, it's those you're talking about. I thought yeah. they were like sort of like the invitations. Or no, 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 no. Special no, no. gift cards that you get yeah. for sitting at a table. No, no, no. Uh-huh. The the the, uh, the the card box is the uh, is the box that's oh, loaded with cards. Okay. With cash or checks inside. Gotcha. Yeah, it says here between three thousand and six thousand dollars worth. He also faces several drug charges, as police found amphetamines and fentanyl in his possession as well. You know, if I were going to crash a wedding, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be to steal stuff. It would be because I'm an extraordinary big fan of chicken cordon bleu. Mm. And if I can get a free one, then I'm cool with that. If I were to crash a wedding and I were single, it would be to meet some chicks, by the way. Kind of yeah. like Vince Vaughn and... Uh, the wedding crash. Oh, what a great plan that was. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great... Listen, you find a single woman at a, at a wedding... Mm-hmm. When she's starting to feel bad that her life's not turning out the way she was hoping to (laughs) her entire lifetime. All all vulnerable and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And a a big burly man like yourself Mm -hmm. comes up to the bar and says, how you doing? All of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden, you're looking pretty appealing. Yeah. You don't even need any good lines in those situations, I don't think. You just got to show up, like you said, and maybe offer a drink and a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. How you doing? Can I get you a drink from Mm -hmm. the open bar? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever crash a wedding before, by the way? Yes. I am. Years ago, on a trip to Cancun with a lady friend, Uh there was a wedding going on, and we decided, you know what? Let's just show up and have a free drink there. And we did. Nobody knew what was going on, and nobody can tell that you're a member of the party or you're a friend or a guest or whatever at that point, because most of them are really drunk anyway. They don't care. I crashed a a wedding uh, with a couple of friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at a hotel, and uh, yeah, we were there too. And we just said, oh, "What the hell with it? Let's go in." Mm-hmm. Uh, because where, where? Where was the location? Where, where? It was in. Um, it was in. It was in Wisconsin. Okay. And uh, but but nevertheless, we were asked to leave after almost an hour and a half. Okay. And we weren't causing a ruckus or right. nothing, but it was it was an open bar, and we yeah. thought, well, you know, we're not gonna. Maybe we're a little underdressed for this affair, but right. uh, but nevertheless, I mean, you know. I would have thought our my T-shirt and shorts would have been enough to set us to, to not cause any interest. <laughs> Who are those two idiots over there? So no, it took them an hour and a half to spot you, at least. Yeah, it was me and two other friends. Mm-hmm. And and how we lasted as long in there, I, I will. I have no idea. But we got cake. We got free drinks. Mm-hmm. We did all right. Congrats. Yeah. So ninety minutes worth of free stuff for you guys. I almost got to the point where I felt like giving marital advice to the to the to the lucky couple. You know, there's another stat that I read this morning about marriages. The more expensive the wedding is, yeah, the more that that couple is likely to get divorced. It's the likelihood, depending on the cost of the wedding. That makes total sense to me. Divorce odds go way up, depending on how much you're paying for that wedding. If you're putting yourself in financial debt because mm-hmm. of the wedding right. itself... Yeah, then you have to wonder, what are you really doing this for? Are you doing this because you are in love with another person and want to spend the rest of their life with this person? Or are you just looking to throw an enormous party at somebody else's expense? That's right. And and, and to me, that's crazy. Yes. Make love be the priority in those situations. It's 742. And Dave on Rock 102. Uh, Springs finally arrived. High 60s today, 70s tomorrow, 80s from Thursday through the weekend. Nice.
Uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield will be joining us next hour. This weekend is the Pancake Breakfast, so we'll be talking about that when she gets here uh, around 8.45. And we have Springfield Thunderbirds tickets in just a few minutes, so hang in there. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Steve should return tomorrow. Feeling a little under the weather right now. Cut number one comes to us from the Ellen DeGeneres show. Is she still on the air, for Christ's sake? I thought she was going off the air. Yeah, I guess it's going to happen soon. Down the final stretch for Ellen DeGeneres on her TV show. She had Diane Keaton on yesterday, the famous actress. And Ooh, How relevant. Yeah, Miss, Ke- Miss Keaton was uh, talking about enjoying the company of younger men. Here's the clip from that. What's the youngest man you've pretended to go out with? Probably somebody like 20. Not recently. Been out. I mean, you know I haven't. Not been out. recently, but clearly at some point. <laughs> okay, so I'm not. Keep, you can keep I drink it. Yeah, you I'm keep drinking. Anxious. All right. She's 76 years old. There you go. At a girl. Saying, At a girl. Know, good for her. So maybe she was 50 when she went out with a 20 year old guy, or maybe she was 62. Who knows? You know, it's funny. You know, when you were uh, when you're young, uh, and your heart was an open book. You would, uh, you know, you'd think, oh my god, uh, being with a 75 year old woman—that sounds crazy mm-hmm. to me. Then all of a sudden you get old. You say, "Hmm, yeah, she looks pretty good for seventy-five. Yeah, uh, who is the uh, Helen Mirren we were talking about last week on the show? I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's like close to eighty, and she looks yes. fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's actually much better looking than Diane Keaton ever was. And you can't beat that experience. Sometimes. I'm going to take your word for it, Dave. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes, I, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. Just, just going to take your word. It's a good thing you're taking my word. Cut number two. Yes. Comes from TV's Superman, Dean Kane himself, who I believe played some professional football for the vaunted Buffalo Bills at one point. He's got a new movie coming out called No Vacancy. And for some reason, somebody was asking him to comment on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Here's Dean Kane on that. You know, I'm not afraid of a whole lot of things in this world. But Amber Heard scares the dickens out of me. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you, me too. Right from the source. Me too. Dean Kane scared of Amber Heard. Who isn't scared of Amber Heard? <laughs> I would think the uh, the prosecuting attorney isn't mm-hmm. all that scared. Right. Um, by the way, when does that thing come to a close, that trial? Are we, are we, There's we, something that's still testimony. Uh, so, I mean, it's still going on. But we haven't had any juicy testimony or audio clips from that trial for about a week or so. No, but, well, I mean, you ha- there have been, but they're mostly been turned into uh, TikTok duet videos. Gotcha. And, and they are hilarious. And I have not seen some of those. I have to search those up. And I, I think maybe it's because, what, Depp and Heard are no longer on the stand? Or has she been on the stand yet? No, 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 she's been on the okay, stand. All and, right. and, and to be quite honest with you, I don't think she's helped her cause at all. Well. At all. Again, back to Dean Kane, something to be scared of. Clip number three. A guy named David Rush has set a new Guinness World Record for the farthest Distance walking while balancing a running chainsaw on his chin. Here's the clip. Three, two, one, go. Three, 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 five, five, four, four. Come on. 
the hell kind of record is that? 63 meters, a running lawnmower on the chin. That was terrifying. Woo-hoo. There you go. David Rush has the record. Now. The, the, and the Guinness Book acknowledges this one? It's funny you bring that up. They had no attempt at this. So they set sort of a reasonable minimum, and it was like 38 feet. Yeah. This guy went 206 feet and 8 inches while balancing the running chainsaw on his chin. Obliterating a record that previously did not exist. Exactly. Good for him. Right. Good for him. We got any chainsaw balancers here in Western Mass? No. And you know what? Let's not start. Last thing I want to see is someone sever a limb because they think, ooh, I just heard it on the back Stephen Dave show. I, You know, I think we should have a Guinness World Record attempt but in various different categories, and we should host the event somewhere. Oh, good Lord. Like at the log cabin or something like that? Yeah, I know. Come on, man. That I, would be... I, we, I, we, just, we should go into the Guinness Book of World Records and identify the records that we think have the greatest chance of being broken. Every time I have been in a situation where someone says, we're going to try to break the world record on something, mm-hmm. it has always ended up with me saying, I think we've made a colossal mistake. Hmm. I think It's just me. It's just me. All right. Well, I think there are others out there. We don't have to be involved. We just need to call the play-by-play and act as witnesses. Maybe that's for the best. Let other people attempt to set the record. And I think we've got an event that people would show up and watch. Just saying. See what happens. All right. Hey, we've got Springfield Thunderbirds tickets. Speaking of events that people will show up and watch, they've got some playoff action coming up at the Mass Mutual Center. They'll be playing the uh, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins. Uh, Game one, game two are both in Springfield. Uh, we got a four-pack of tickets. Uh, the winner of those tickets qualifies for the grand prize, which is four seats on the glass. Beautiful upgrade with the shirts and T-shirts. I mean, shirts and hats and koozies, mm-hmm. uh, food, and possibly a ride on the Zamboni. That's Sweet. what you would qualify for. Right yep. now, we're just giving away playoff tickets to either game one or game two. 293-1021. Good luck to you. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, we'll tell you who the New England Patriots are likely to draft in 2023, according to ESPN's draft expert Todd McShay and other stuff straight ahead in the 102-second sports on Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hold. We'll get all your information. Congratulations. Way to go. Good job. And on to hockey news. The T-Birds will take on the uh, Penguins inside the Mass Mutual Center. The first ever run for the Calder Cup for our Springfield Thunderbirds. So get out and support the team. NHL playoffs tonight. The Bruins in Carolina to take on the Hurricanes. That puck drop at 7. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Elsewhere last night in NHL playoff action, Colorado completed its sweep of Nashville. Pittsburgh routed the Rangers 7-2 to go up 3-1 in that series. And two other series are tied at two games apiece. That's Florida, Washington, and Dallas, Calgary. Playoff basketball, the Celtics over the Bucks 116-108. The Celtics used 84% shooting in the fourth quarter, wound up hitting 50% for the game. Jason Tatum had 30. Al Horford had 30. Horford saying he was motivated after Giannis Antetokounmpo received a technical foul and had said something vicious in Horford's direction. That motivated the big guy to compete for the rest of the game. Game five, by the way, Wednesday in Boston. Baseball, the Red Sox at Atlanta tonight to start a series with the Braves. And in football, former Pats and Rams running back Sony Michelle has agreed to a one-year deal with the Miami Dolphins. And in the way-too-early mock draft for next year, ESPN's Todd McShay has the Patriots taking Noah Sewell, a linebacker out of Oregon. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Backs breaks down Al Horford's amazing performance in Game 4 for the... 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? It was a man in his mid-50s, I must tell you, that over the course of many years, the polish has dulled, the sheen has worn down, and all the glistening magnificence of my once vibrant youthfulness has mostly been seeing uh, better days. That's part of the problem with aging. What was once taken for granted is now fading into oblivion. Cat-like reflexes, healthy joints, a once robust prostate. These are the kinds of proud achievements of yesteryear. So when an old man in the waning parts of his career achieves mind-jarring physical greatness, the least I can do is put aside my personal jealousies and acknowledge his accomplishments. Last night, 35-year-old Al Horford of the Boston Celtics became the oldest player in Celtics history to score 30 points or better in a postseason game ever. 35 years old. How an old man like that even gets around is a mystery to me. As some of you may know, last night, the Celtics even up their series with the Milwaukee Bucks at Game 4 with a win 116-108. The highlight of which was 35-year-old Al Horford with a game-tying dunk in the fourth quarter and drawing a foul from two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, And finally putting the game to rest with Al finishing up the night with a career playoff high 30 points, 16 of which came in the fourth quarter alone. Does that sound like the work of a guy who's played 15 seasons in the NBA? No, that sounds like a guy who is a much younger man. But now that's uh, not, that's not to say that Al Horford is a broken down old fart like I am, but it shows that when the stakes are high, experience sometimes matters. Now tomorrow night, game five, back in Boston, should you expect the same sort of performance from the old fella? You wouldn't get two great games in a row out of me, but I'm also 20 years older than he is. All I know is that Al Horford had a spectacular night, especially for a guy who typically only gives you 10 points per game. When Jason Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum gives you 30 points, you almost expect it. But when the same number of points comes from a veteran like Al Horford after all these years in the NBA, that is something worth pointing out. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's the best lawnmower? The New York Times wire cutter says it's the Ego battery powered mower. No smelly gas, no noise, perfect cut. The place to get an Ego or any style mower is your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware, your outdoor power equipment headquarters. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 810 and John Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Hey, the weather's going to be blazing later this week. We're going to have highs in the 80s from Thursday, maybe even through next Tuesday. As for today, highs in the 60s, tomorrow 70s, dry weather all week. So that elevated concern for fire hazard going on from the National Weather Service. We're uh, working on a couple of things for uh, a little bit later on this week. Good possibility we'll be talking to uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter. From uh, Steely Dan, the nice. Dewey Brothers, mm-hmm. thousands of uh, different uh, sessions. Believe it or not, uh, after all this time that guy has been around, he's finally releasing his first solo record, which I think is, you know, what took you so long? Dude? I'll buy you it. Know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, guy's a great guitar player and also a uh, an expert in uh, military weapons, which really? you would not expect. But uh, but the guy with all his downtime. Started to read all these military manuals and started getting really into it. Now, are we talking about like antique military stuff, like muskets, or are we talking about uh, current warfare accessories? Well, when uh, when the uh, the war in Iraq uh, started, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, in uh, Afghanistan, right? He was a military advisor to the U.S. government. Get get out! 
Really? I, yes. I'm surprised you didn't know this. No. Yeah. Come on. He was right there in the uh, the situation rooms. Wow. Because the guy is like one of the leading experts. Huh. And and uh, military weaponry. Well, and I suppose Mick Jagger was advising the U.S. Navy on things no, too. No, 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 no. Mick Jagger doesn't know jack squat about that kind of thing. But Jeff Baxter does. Okay. And and I mean, he was working very, very closely with the U.S. government. Okay. As as a top level, uh, you, you know, advisor. I bet he's dying to tell us about that in that interview. I bet there's lots of stuff he can't tell us at all. Well, that's true too. It's funny you say that. My my stepfather, Captain Matt Hutmaker, who was a nuclear submarine captain for 25 years. Did he go to your son's wedding? Yes, of course. Of course he did. Yes. And uh, he, uh, there's still stuff that he can't tell because even though he's been retired for years and years, right. it's all classified. He takes that stuff to his grave. Can you imagine that? Right. If I if I, that kind of stuff were happening to me, right. I'd be telling everybody, hey, you're never going to guess what happened in 1973, <laughs> but get a little of this. And here's some code words you might want to know. Actually, I saw this great documentary. Um, it was called, I think it's called The Invisible Pilot. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable story about this guy mm-hmm. who, uh, who faked his own suicide. I don't want to ruin it, but he faked his own suicide. He didn't die. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he's trying to hide uh, from, uh, by, you know, and he, was, he faked his suicide because he, uh, because he was about to be imprisoned on drug offenses. Okay. Fakes a suicide and then becomes a, uh, a drug smuggler, high-level drug smuggler, wow. like Pablo Escobar mm-hmm. was the guy he worked for. Right. And then it gets more complicated where he winds up testifying mm-hmm. in the Iran-Contra hearings, the second ones, the ones that was uh, that were uh, conducted by John Kerry mm-hmm. many a, a few years after the Ali North thing. Right. Fascinating story about this guy and what he was doing while he was in hiding right under the government's nose. Hmm. And in fact... He was maybe one of the more effective witnesses that they had during this uh, second congressional hearing. Great, great documentary. Totally worth looking at. That's pretty cool. Um, I had a a classmate, not a classmate, but a different class at uh, Wesleyan who impregnated Monica Lewinsky. Really? Yeah. Actually impregnated? Yes. She 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 got an abortion, allegedly, according to a story in the New York Post. And this guy who was a, a, a member of the U.S. military and employed at the Pentagon, a Wesleyan graduate, got her pregnant. I'll be damned. He's since died. His name is Kimber Longstreth. You can look it up if you want. Really? Yes. And you knew this dude? Yes. Really? Played, played soccer. on a, huh. He was a pretty good soccer player, too. And fertile. Yes. <laughs> See, I didn't even realize she had ever gotten pregnant. I didn't even realize. I, mean, I, I don't even know she's... Married and has kids. I don't know that much about her anymore. There you go. You know, once uh, once all that big news passed, I stopped caring quite a lot about Monica Lewinsky. Right. She became yesterday's news. Right. But you can look it up. Yeah. New York Post, Kimber Longstreth, Monica I, Lewinsky. I got to tell you, you know, people, when you really get down to it, mm-hmm. they find themselves in some crazy situations. Sure. I mean, imagine being this guy. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're minding your own business one day. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're watching the news. There's this girl you were with. Yes. And she upgraded to the president of the United States of America. Yes, but he didn't get her pregnant. You did. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe maybe you kind of went a little far on that one. Right. But, but, but 
after you, mm-hmm. the only thing she could do yep. was go after the president of the United States. Put that right on your resume. America. Right on your resume. Absolutely. <laughs> do you know that I once had sex with a woman that had the president of the United States mm-hmm. of America? Yeah. But he didn't have sex with that woman. No, he had no. He didn't uh, have any kind of irresponsible <laughs> relationship with that young intern in his office. Because oral relations isn't sex. Yeah, no, it's a, it's something totally different. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I mean that's uh, that's one of those things where I just how do you how do you not tell everybody you know? Mm-hmm. I would tell everybody. Wouldn't you tell everybody? I sure sure would, or at least tell my best buddy, and have him swear to secrecy. And my best buddy would. He'd keep it to himself, but then at least I've gotten that secret off my chest and I've told somebody. All right, but in a situation like that, mm-hmm. how much secrecy would you really need? Well, I mean, here's a woman in the in the midst of an international scandal. Right. You know, I mean, he was making deals with the Russians mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, no, not the Russians. He was, he was having like diplomatic conversations on the phone while she was like right next to him. Yep. Bare ass naked in the sack, <laughs> or at least wearing the blue dress, or because there's stains to prove it. Or maybe the blue dress was uh, in a pile at the at the foot of the uh, of the bed. Could but be. ne- but nevertheless, how do you not tell everybody? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, uh, you don't want to be totally indiscreet. But mm-hmm. I mean, on the other hand, sometimes you gotta strike with the iron is hot. And let yeah. everybody know. Yeah, secrets are hard to keep, as we know. People can't keep them. And for that, with that kind of secret, yeah. it would be very difficult. Well, a lot of people involved in that situation couldn't keep their mouth shut mm-hmm. on various levels. I'm just saying that, you know, if it had been me and, you know, I uh, was suddenly, I mean, unless it was, you know, something terribly embarrassing, mm-hmm. like, you know, really awful, I probably wouldn't want everyone to know. But in a situation like that, you're like, yeah, well, we, we, she was with me too. She had, she needed to be with me first before she could go and upgrade to the president of the United States of America. Yeah, but would you be happy to share the fact that you got her pregnant, though? No, that I wouldn't tell okay. anybody. Right. But that's you know, but you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. But to say I was with her, that we, you know, we dated, we had uh, we had intimacies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I might, I might, uh, you know, hint around a little bit. Well, also depends on what she looks like too. Well, whether whether you want to admit to having been with her. I didn't realize you were that shallow. <laughs> uh, that's the way you want to go. That's up to you. <clears throat> 817, phone lines open, 293-1021 on yes, Rock 102. Yes, have you ever had sex yeah. with someone who sure. had sex with the President of the United States of America? I bet there's somebody listening right now who had sex with somebody famous. I, I'm sure I'm sure you have, but do you want to be indiscreet about it? Well, you don't need to disclose your name. You just need to tell us the story. And who we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, 818 with Not So Quiet Riot on Rock 102. Back, Steve and Dave. Steve hopefully returning tomorrow. Feeling a little bit under the weather. Speaking of the weather, highs in the 60s for today, 70s tomorrow, and 80s from Thursday through the weekend. Uh, Rock 102 and the Tommy Car Auto Group want to help you kick off the summer. You could win a Weber Grill, a $100 Big Y gift certificate, and a $100 Batelli Liquors gift certificate all in time to celebrate Memorial Day. You can enter at rock102.com for your chance to win. Kick off the summer with a great prize package from uh, the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 100 bucks in food, 100 bucks in booze, and a, a new grill. Ooh, the hell, that's a hell of a prize package right there. Yeah, you said you were thinking about getting a new grill. By the way, did you did you do that? I know you were thinking uh, no, that you you were at the new uh, the Rockies Grand Opening a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday there. And I uh, I am marveling a little bit at the Traeger wood fire grills. I'm I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, oh my god, that 
How cool is that? But I've really got a very good grill. It's a little bit uh, worn. You know, it's mm-hmm. been moved a little bit. It's a it's a very heavy ceramic egg type of thing. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, you know, it's starting to show a little bit of wear and tear because mm-hmm. it's, it's gotten to work out that damn thing. Sure. And uh, I look at the Traeger, I'm thinking, man, that's, that's so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, you know, debating whether I want to go ahead and do that. Okay. I, I, I like the looks of the big green egg. But I can tell you what, the egg is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, if you if you can learn how to control the temperature, you mm-hmm. can go real low for a long period of time. How low can you go? Y- you can go 200 uh, degrees or less. Okay. If you're really doing it right. Really? Yes, you can. And sometimes cooking slow like that at a low temperature is the way to go. That's totally how to do it. Okay. Like if you're smoking meats and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. You low and slow. And the thing is, it'll it'll hold that heat for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's... And that's uh, the way you want to do it. Okay. That's the way you want to do it. But, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, would I be willing to uh, make the investment into a new grilling situation? Right. Sometimes it's hard to think about uh, anything else. It's like the only thing you think about. It's like cooking meat outdoors. And it's been a while. I don't know why. Right. For whatever reason, the pandemic has taken me away from my grill. Well, it's not only that. The weather sucked recently. Maybe that's what it is. I, but I think the grills are coming out this week. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. this is going to be a great week for it. Yep. Hey, by the way, we were talking about having sex with celebrities before, and we did take a call. We couldn't put it on the air as a young lady wanting us to give her tips on which celebrities she should have sex with. We're yeah, like, nah, uh, I think that's nah, probably listen, not a good idea. Don't, don't, <laughs> why should we be involved in that decision-making right. process? Mm-hmm. I don't really want... I don't want. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. Yeah. Know, if you go, if you go out there and you find a celebrity down in his luck uh, <laughs> with no other prospects, and you can bring that story back to us, that's really up to you. That's right. That's right. Uh, we'll give her a little something for the, you know, for the effort of calling in, but not something we really wanted to. I'm not, I, I'm not, we're not giving her really anything. No. Yeah, maybe maybe a, a, a brief stage, but that's about it. <laughs> Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield will be joining us a little bit later on this hour. This weekend is the Pancake Breakfast. We'll tell you all about that. Around 845, 850. It's just about 831 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you treat it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Big national story capturing the attention of people here and elsewhere. Former Alabama corrections officer Vicki White has died from injuries after she and an escaped inmate Casey White were arrested in Indiana. It happened yesterday. She had been hospitalized earlier with self-inflicted gunshot wounds after being taken into custody following a car chase in Evansville, Indiana. Before the chase ensued, officers were conducting surveillance, spotting Ms. White, the corrections officer, exiting a hotel with a wig on. Then she and Casey White got into a car and drove away. Authorities continued to watch them until a vehicle pursuit began. U.S. Marshals interceded, special task force members driving a vehicle into the Cadillac the pair were in. The car wrecked and rolled over. Casey White was driving the car. Vicki White was also in the car. Officers were able to remove the inmate from the wrecked car, but Vicki White was pinned inside with a gunshot wound to her head. Man, what a story this hell of, is. Hell of a story. Yeah. Yeah, but people have been following this for days, and here it is, you know, ending violently. The pair's capture brought a close to an 11-day manhunt that gained widespread national attention and garnered hundreds of tips flooding in from all corners of the country about their whereabouts. Unbelievable. 
Uh, the duo were believed to have been in Evansville since May 3rd. Hard to believe they lasted that long. Casey White, the inmate, 38. Vicki White, 56. First charged with permitting or facilitating escape in the first degree. Later facing additional forgery and identity theft charges. This is um, it's real similar to that story that happened a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with this uh, woman who was working in a prison, helped two inmates escape. Well, that's from upstate New York, Dan Dan Amora. that was turned into a mini series, by the way. Yeah, Patricia Arquette and Benicio del Toro. Fantastic! And, if you want something fun to watch, yeah, Paul Dano was in it. Yep. Real, really, really good. Mm-hmm. But it's like you watch this and you go, like, how? You, what was this woman thinking? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's the same question people have now. What is this? What was this woman thinking? Fifty-six. She's fifty-six. He's thirty-eight. And and by the way, th- but more importantly, he's an inmate. Yes. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, not to say that. Well, this is very un- unprofessional. Obviously, it's unprofessional. Sure. But it's like, you know, how do you get mixed up in this? How? It's always a puzzle. But you know what? We fall victim to the same seven deadly sins all the time as human beings, and nobody's safe. I guess. I guess lust, part of this one too. Yeah, but yeah, when I'm if I were a if I were a CO, I'm 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 I, I could probably compartmentalize my lustfulness when it comes to inmates. Mm-hmm. That's just me, right? I mean, I can, I think I can do that. I don't I don't care. If I'm a, a CO at a women's prison, right. even though that's caged heat, sure, I think I could probably <laughs> act in an appropriate and professional manner. Caged heat, a pretty good movie, by the way. I think was that Lee Marvin. Was that Lee Marvin? Might have been. That might have been Lee Marvin. Well, I'm looking at pictures of the two of them here. To your point about whether or not you could control your unbridled lust, I don't know. Maybe they're a match. I'm kind of trying to do the calculations in my head to yeah. see where they each might rank on a scale of 1 to 10 when right. it comes to attractiveness. Well, it's that kind of superficiality that I'm sure is what this story really requires. <laughs> well, I, you know, so what is he, sweet-talking her the whole time he's in prison and that's maybe what led to her falling in love with him? Maybe. I mean, you, you just you, know, you can't always choose who you fall in love with. I guess, right? But you can choose who you don't fall in love with. <laughs> well, right. Seems to be a case of maybe... A little bit of common sense should have intervened there. It didn't. Sadly, we'll be talking more about this, I'm sure, as the week rolls on. In local news, town and state police investigating after a body was discovered in Agawam at School Street Park. It happened at 4.30 in the morning yesterday, according to Hampton District Attorney's Office. Uh, The body was found in the parking lot of the park. It's unclear what prompted police to respond at that hour. Perhaps a tip. Police are still investigating the cause of death for that body, and they don't have have the uh, information about an identity as of yet, or at least not that they're releasing to the public. And I've not been to School Street Park in Agawam. You say it's a nice place to hang out. It's a nice park. They have... um they have con- concerts in the park during yeah. the summertime. Very nice. Can, is there a place to ride your your bike around there? Because I'm always looking yeah. for new places. You know, I'm in Forest Park all the time. But uh, well, it's not ever been something I've actually looked for in the park. But okay. yeah, uh, yeah, you can ride your bike in the park. All right. Well, speaking of Forest Park, there are going to be enhanced public safety patrols from now on, according to a press release. And a press conference yesterday attended by Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno and other officials. The enhanced patrols already began at Forest Park. And these patrols include regular shifts from 8 each morning to 10 each evening, now through November 30th. And they include the addition of mounted patrol units of horses. Mounties. Yes. 
In this case, Springfield, not Canadian Mounties. I don't know if they wear special uniforms or not. Maybe just the regular police issue, and then they've got the horses. And there's also emotional support division of therapy dogs on hand as well who will be joining the patrols in Forest Park. I'm trying to remember. I think we had uh, a horse patrol before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this goes back hmm. you know, more than 20 years ago. I, I, I don't remember uh, the horse patrol being around since. Right. But, yeah, they used to be, I think, like at the... The old taste of Springfield mm-hmm. used to have uh, horses, which, you know, when you're trying to eat something in a cardboard plate and a horse is dropping uh, you know, pellets all over the place, it's sure. kind of hard to concentrate on the food. I'm not sure they're classified as pellets. I think they're more like bombs in that case. True. Well, I was trying to be, you know, delicate. I know you were. Uh, then the question for me is, are the horses the best use of that park in order to patrol and increase security? Or wouldn't you just rather get on like a motorcycle and zip through the various areas there wouldn't that be easier than riding on a horse well i mean i suppose but you know you, you know people want nature mm-hmm. to be you know a part of the park right motorcycle dirt bike whatever it's going to be okay not really part of a park but well, you I- have like a if you have a, a, a majestic stallion you know, running through the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who couldn't appreciate that? Well, that's true, but you're not supposed to really be appreciating the aesthetic quality of a police chase. You just want them to get the job done. Although I can see the idea of having a horse so you could easily jump over walls and other barriers right. that a motorcycle couldn't. Yes. So maybe that explains the use of those. It would be nice to see crime being fought like an equestrian event. Yeah, well, and uh, speaking of that, don't you have to have police officers who have special skills in that area, too. And are there enough of them? Or do you have to go recruiting police officers from equestrian stables around Western Mass in order to beef up the police well, force with riders of horses for... Here's the uh, the problem, as I would see it, and that's that you bring up an excellent point. Mm-hmm. You know, the police department has a hard enough time trying to find able-bodied police officers to just do regular police work. Right. Where are they going to go find... Uh, Cow, you know, cowboy cops mm-hmm. in the area, right? You know, that's going to be kind of hard. To, I mean, that's that's kind of a a niche hire. Sure, I mean, it would be a shame to have a bunch of horses in the park and no one to ride them. Yeah, and that is a, two different skill sets for sure: uh, equestrian horse riding and uh, police work. But probably there are some people who excel in both. If you were to maybe, I don't know, establish a scale of one to ten. For proficiency in horse riding and in police work, there are probably some guys and girls who grade out at close to a 10 in both of those. Sure. But can they, you imagine you're in the park, you're minding your own business, mm-hmm. you're walking around, having a nice uh, a nice day with a nice stroll, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. a cop comes off off the uh, off the horse mm-hmm. and then hog ties some scofflaw like it's a, like the rodeo. Right. That would be fantastic. Sure. I, hey, I'd pay to watch that. I would, too. You could sell tickets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you have two special skills, by the way? I mean, you've got this radio thing down after... How many years have you been doing it now? Oh, my God. 30-something, 30 36 years or so. Do you have any other skill that if you, at, at one time, were proficient at? Maybe a musical instrument? Maybe, uh, you know... Well, I mean... Uh, yeah, a special I, talent of some sort? I used to cook a lot. Now I don't care okay. to cook all that much. All right. um, yeah, I played my drums a lot, but... Well, yeah, the I drum thing. That, haven't played that much in, in a while. The drum thing, you might very well be. See, here's my theory at work here. You might very well be the best drumming morning radio personality in the world. 
Now, you might not be the best slash musician radio personality in the world, but if you bring it down and boil it down to drumming, you might be the best drumming radio personality in the world. I would like to think Mm -hmm. that there's got to be somebody better. There there must be. I don't know. There must be some. Because really the only tangible skill I have is what you're hearing right now. Well, your only competition, I think, would be Mickey Dolenz, the former drummer. Right? Was he the drummer for the monkey? He was monkey? a drummer for the monkey. And, and and didn't he have a radio show at one time? Although I don't think he does anymore. So I, may, right. maybe at one time he was the best drumming radio personality in the world. He barely has the monkeys. Right? Anymore. Mm-hmm. He's the only remaining monkey. Yep. He's the only monkey we have left. I know. Very sad. But he no longer has a radio show. So you have that mantle all to yourself. I'm just going to wow. proclaim it right there. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't put a lot of money on that one. And and maybe I'm the best former soccer goalkeeper slash radio personality in the world. Maybe. And how many of them are to I, choose from? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no way of knowing. Because you're the only one I've met in 36 years. There you go. Maybe there are other people listening who have two special skills that make them the most unique yeah, people in that, in those two fields in the world. Don't bother calling now because Judy Matt is uh, going to be here in just a matter of minutes. Uh, One more story to get to here affecting the supply of baby formula here in Western Mass and elsewhere, impacting families across the country. I checked last night. I was in one of the grocery stores in the area back in the cupboards are pretty bare when it comes to baby formula. Representatives. So what did you get instead? um, I, I went with the I went with the yogurt. That's smart. And, And some mashed peas. Yeah, that's good, too. CVS and Walgreens telling 22 News they are currently limiting customers to only three baby formula products per purchase in stores and online. According to reports last month, 30% of stores in the nation completely out of the stock of baby formulas, leaving many parents struggling to find the formula they need to feed their babies. It's a big deal. Yep. You know, one of my kids uh, had a, uh, had a had, you know had, was on formula mm-hmm. uh, because they just couldn't handle uh, you know much else. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I can't even imagine the panic you have when right. you're a parent and all of a sudden you got to get formula mm-hmm. and you got to get it now right. and you're being limited to how much you can get. This yep. kid eats all day, right? you know, a couple times a day and to not have that available, uh, it's, you know, talk about frightening. It's 842. We're not going to have baby formula or mashed peas. We're going to have something better with Judy Matt coming up next on Rock 102. 102.com. I... U2 on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. I don't know if you saw, but uh, U2's Bono and The Edge played a special concert at a subway station in Kiev, Ukraine, because the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, mm-hmm. invited him to do so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That is nice. Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield is uh, in the studio. Speaking of uh, the Ukraine, last time we had you and we talked about the uh, the book. Yeah. That yep. uh, that you guys had uh, that uh, were selling. Tell us, is that still available? Oh, it sure is. And um our colleagues at Business West did a full-page ad to promote it, and it is, and we're getting them in every day, and we're over, um, we're nearly a thousand books sold now, and that's yeah. at ten dollars a piece, mm-hmm. and uh, we keep, we've sent, you know, money to them on several occasions, and uh, it's dire. Yeah, yeah, you just can't say anything more than mm-hmm. it's dire, and whatever you see on the news, you hear they talk about it, and they're, and they have friends from all of those communities, and it's. Uh, yeah. They showed me pictures when they were in Kiev, uh, ice skating in January. Mm-hmm. It was a birthday, and now the cave doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. terms, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, terrible. let's uh, let's uh, put a, a positive spin on this. The pancake breakfast is back. 
on uh, on Saturday. First time in May uh, in quite a while. Last time it was in October, but uh, but now it, here it is on Saturday. Yeah, we're very happy to have it. We had it last year, as you know, in August, and then the year before we were unable to do it. So uh, we're back in the, it so happens that May 14th is the day of the founding of the city, May 14th, 1636. And we always try to do it as close to that date. So mm. it falls right on that date mm. this nice. year. Now, mm-hmm. was that the day that, uh, that Richie Neal graduated high school or what um, was college. that? College. <laughs> college. That's what it was. <laughs> You're bad. But, uh, but the, uh, the pancake breakfast is one of those, you know, events that has been around for an awful long period of time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's changed over the years. But I mean, the basic premise is is all the same. It's a it's a whole hell of a lot of pancakes for dirt cheap right downtown. When do you when do you start closing the uh, the street off? Is that is that Thursday or Friday? No, Friday morning early. We let the traffic come into town and then we close it off at eleven. And you know, interestingly enough, uh, Westfield State has their commencement at noon, mm-hmm. so they all know about it. Though. Right. But it's kind of like fun because all this activity going on, and then it's closed until Saturday at about two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and it, and and the National Guard helping you break things down and everything. Yeah, Michael's Party Rental National Guard Gleason Jondro is a landscaping firm, mm-hmm. and they are are like our backup and uh, the business improvement district. And the sheriff's department, we have so many people that help us in this. Nearly 300 volunteers. Well, the thing that catches my eye here, you've given us a flyer, costumed characters. <laughs> I am always a sucker for costumed characters. Who's going to be there? Well, we'll have uh, characters from, um, <laughs> certainly from uh, the Thunderbirds. Yes. And yeah, right. from the um, uh, Eastern States and from Six Flags okay. and uh, the museums. So okay. they'll be walking around, but... The Massachusetts National Guard, they have a huge display. I don't know how long it is, but it's one of these courses that you go through, and the kids love it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Springfield Police and Fire Department, the Mass Fisheries and Wildlife are going to show people how to cast. Yep. You know, uh, we have so much going on. We have Cabot Creamery, who gives us, has given us thousands and thousands of pounds of butter. Mm -hmm. They're going to be sampling cheeses for everybody. Dunkin' Donuts has some new products they're going to be sampling. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a nice bedlam down there, I hope. (laughs) You you were saying before we went on the air that uh, you have more uh, display uh, or or, more people involved in this particular pancake breakfast than you've had in a long, long time, maybe even ever. Yeah, we have... um, you know, getting back to Richard Neal, he started the breakfast, by the way, for the 350th anniversary of the city. It hadn't been done for years. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Richie, we wouldn't be having it. Anyway, and he hired me, of course. But um, <laughs> right. we have 35 what we call exhibitors. And these are, you know, uh, everyone from Square One to the Boys and Girls Club to the Boy Scouts, on and on, Hamden County Bar Association, the museums, the armory, the library. And it's great to have them because uh, they all have something, some information to give away and uh, little gift items. But it's so nice. And we make it very, you know, it's very inexpensive. It's $25 to, to, to be there. And that's the cost of the table and the, and the table covers and so forth. Mm-hmm. So we have them and we have um, volunteers. Um, the PVTA is cooking in one tent, the SATCO, they call themselves. And then uh, Springfield Code Enforcement, the Health Department, Unico. Western Mass News, John Boyle O'Reilly, the Postal Service. We have so many. Those are just the people doing the cooking. And wow. then, you know, we have beverage stations. And we just have, um, I have an attorney that comes into our office, and he manages the whole office for us with his family, Maurice Poe, 
and I mean, everyone says they're looking forward to that's their job, you know. And I love to, I love it, I love it. <laughs> and uh, by the way, for the public, adult tickets just three bucks, children just a dollar, and students are free, right? Well, uh, I must say too, Rocco 102 is going to be there yep. uh, with the beverage station. But um, what we did is every year Mercy Hospital prints the tickets. There's so many people, you know, that are so good about this. They print the tickets, they deliver them to our office, 80,000 tickets. Now, that may not sound like a lot until mm-hmm. you see them come into the office. I bet. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. And that then, is a lot. Yep. Yeah. Then every school in Hamden County, they send us a list of, um, like Springfield sends us all the list of their schools and how many students are at that school. And that's in Chicopee, that's West Springfield, that's all over. Mm-hmm. So we come in and we have to, in one school, it's like 656. We have to package 656 tickets, put it in manila envelopes, mm-hmm. and with their name on it. So we did that. Um, and, you know, AMR, American Medical Response, they sent a team of people in to help us. Last Friday, I think when they came, one woman came in, and I think when she saw it, it was pretty daunting. Yeah. And uh, she came back Monday with a couple more people and worked all day Monday. And then Wednesday, they delivered them to all the schools in Hamden County. <clears throat> It's a huge effort, you know, mm-hmm. all day delivering packets to this school, that school throughout Hamden County. What can we say? We just have great, great, you know, volunteers that help us. Yeah. No, I mean, when you, when you, if you've never seen it in action, when anytime there's a, there's an event that, that Judy and the Spirit of Springfield are involved in, there's a lot of coordination and there's a lot of people <laughs> volunteering. Yeah. But this is one of the bigger events with, that requires even more people than usual. So it's great to see that people are back and they're excited about, uh, about the pancake breakfast and, this could be a, a real big one because the weather's supposed to be pretty nice. Yes, and uh, by the way, we have two vaccination sites, the health department uh, and Bay State Health Network. Great. So they're gonna be helping us if you haven't received your vaccination. And, but you're gonna have a great time, eight to 11, come early, stay late, well, and we will take care of everyone. And we have lots of entertainment going and on. And you too. know you're big when you've got a hashtag, and you do own the hashtag, world's largest pancake breakfast. It's That's true. the hashtag to look for on social media. It's there you true. go. It's mm-hmm. true. So it all starts at 8 o'clock, you said? Starts at 8. It runs until 11. Can I just say this major sponsor is um, uh, MGM, who has been sponsoring this since they came into Springfield for seven years now, which is great. And um, the chairman of the event this year is um, Chris Kelly, who is the CEO of MGM. Last year, we had a smaller turnout, as you know, because schools were in session. Mm -hmm. We couldn't uh, get to the kids. And um, we had the DA there, Anthony Galuni, and he kids about the fact that I he, he's been wanting to do it, and I save him for the, like the like the, the <laughs> smallest one we've ever done. So he's back this year. Oh, good. So he and Chris are going to be doing double duty. So we're looking forward to it. just a great day. Great. Very good, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield. It's Saturday, eight o'clock to eleven uh, on Main Street in downtown Springfield. The world's largest pancake breakfast. It's great to see you. Thank you. And thank you for bringing it. in all the goodies too. Absolutely. It's 8.58 with Max, Steve, and Dave and Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding.